Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bad Movie Cult podcast. Or hello, if you're just joining us for the first time. You join us as we're going through our Halloween episodes. <laughs> yeah, prepare for outright terror with this one. Ken, he hello. Uh, he asked us to cover pieces, or he chose pieces for I us did. to cover, and this is my choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, of course, the 1989 Richard Allen Greenberg film, Little Monsters. Good morning, Mister Stevenson. Brian's been having one of those days. Pan isn't doing anything. Dead, mister. But he's about to have the night of his life. (laughs) Hey, Bob, the name's Maurice, and I'll catch you later. (laughs) What goes on down there? Every kid's fantasy. It's magic. No teachers, no rules, no homework. And the best part is, you don't see any parents telling the kids what they can't eat. It's a veritable cornucopia of mischief. So, this is an exclusively under-the-bed phenomenon. Exactly. Ah! We're the reason kids get locked in their rooms. (laughs) We're the reason brothers hate their sisters. (laughs) We're also the reason that parents send their kids back to camp. First you let a kid in here, now you make hunt jokes. Can't you want to fly? Bye, bye, Brian. Looks like there's no way out. Little Monsters, Fred Savage, Howie Mandel. They act up when the sun goes down. You ready? Maurice, I was born ready. Got a plot for you, Ken. Have you? Hang on a second, because I've seen this. There we go, let's crack on, go for it. What's the plot of this? A boy discovers an incredible and gruesome world of monsters under his bed. that it? That's it. Right, okay. First of all, incredible. No. (laughs) No, not very incredible at all. Gruesome? You're having a laugh, aren't you? Bloody kids film. It's pretty gruesome. That's shit, if that's what you mean. Oh, yeah, I do get those confused. How come? How come, right? I pick pieces, an absolute classic, and you pick a fucking kids' film. What is it with you and kids' films, anyway? What are you living in the past, here? Why? You do it at Christmas, you've done it Pieces again, is either. older than this. Yeah, I know. It's not a kids' film, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of kids it's in not, it. Just because there's kids in it. No, that's not That's not what it means, Dom. There's loads of kids in that. There's more kids in that than there is in this. They're fucking college kids, co-eds. It's not, One of them's got the his little thing. dick out, just rubbing it on the window. <laughs> yeah, Fred Savage does that in this one. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Did say uncut, but... Yeah. No, I don't know. Didn't zoom in enough. <laughs> oh, God. That's a fucking hell. Um, got a tagline for you. Go on, then. Some friends can be real monsters, and some monsters... Can be real friends. No. 
<laughs> I, I get I get what they've what they've done, but that first bit that makes sense. Some friends can be real monsters. Why? Well, Buzz. That's Buzz from Home Alone. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Although they bully him way more than he bullies them. Yes, yeah, but there you go. That's the savage for you. Speaking of which, this stars Fred Savage. Yep, you may remember Fred Savage as every kid ever in America back in the eighties. Yeah, it was he was fucking in everything, wasn't he, at one point? He was he was like the original Macaulay Culkin, wasn't he? Well, he was, yeah, that's a good way of putting yeah, it, yeah. He was he was the eighties Culkin. What was Culkin? Nineties. Uh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. But yeah, Fred Savage was every child and everything that ever needed a child in the eighties. That's him. And his little voice, his little voice at the beginning, the voiceover, Fred Savage, just really comforting nostalgia with his voice. Like the start of the Wonder Years, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, this also stars Daniel Stern, who was the voiceover in the Wonder Years. Oh, Jesus Christ. He plays his dad, Glenn, and he was also obviously Marv from Home Alone, linking it to Macaulay Culkin. Whoa. We've also got Ben Savage, Fred Savage's brother. Yeah, he plays, plays his, his brother. brother in this. Yeah. Plays very, Eric. Very clever. Little Eric. He was also in Boy Meets World. That's where I know him from. Yeah. Was that not Fred Savage? Was he not in Boy Meets World? He was in an episode of Boy Meets World, but he wasn't the main man. It was Ben. Oh, right. Fair enough. And, of course, the star of this. It's Howie Mandel as Maurice. Yeah. Remember when that was just Morris? Remember that? Crazy old Maurice, eh? Yeah. How, Howie Mandel's like a big deal, I think, in America. He's on like, American he Idol and shit. He is now, yeah. I don't know what the bloody hell he was doing in this, just apart from being annoying as fuck. But, you I know. thought this would be right up your street, the way he was acting. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Still, come on. Let's let's crack on. Let's crack on with this. Let's go for it. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. As we say, we start with the Wonder Years voiceover, but it's little Brian. Telling us that his family have moved to Boston. He feels isolated. He feels tired, old, rusted, busted. Nice. He's in a new neighbourhood. There's a lot of these, isn't there, where kids just move away so they ain't got any friends and shit. Karate kid. Exactly. One. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, he says until he met his first friend and he will never have a friend like him again. And you think, wow, what the hell does that mean? What could this friend possibly have that other kids don't? Well, Not even a kid. Well, maybe he is actually. You can you find out. I mean, the clues in the title, isn't it? <laughs> and like the front cover, front cover, you've got an idea of why he's different. Yeah, I say he's not a kid, but I think we do find out he is a child. I think so. He acts like one. You got parents arguing the night. Brian, he's heading down for a peanut butter and onion sandwich. Yeah, what the fuck, man? That's weird, isn't it? Weird little add-on. Yeah, very very unusual sort. Yeah. He's uh, watching a TV show about chicks. Pretty cool. That's very 80s, isn't it, that? Yeah. Is that what yeah. you were watching in the 80s? Um, yeah. Yeah, didn't bother with that sandwich, though. What the fuck? I mean, eating that. Peanut butter and onion. Well, no, Delicious. nobody eats that. <laughs> Not even Fred Savage. He starts watching TV when he hears his younger brother, Eric, screaming about a monster in his room. Oh, great. He tells his parents it's disappeared under the bed, so the dad pretends to be uh, grabbed by the monster. In a, what I'm sure would have delighted the kid in real life if he'd have done that. <laughs> Always does, doesn't it? That little trick. Pretending to be killed in front of him. Daniel Stern in this film. What what's he going for in this? He looks like Michael Douglas in Falling Down. <laughs> He's got the bloody defense flat top hair. He's got the big glasses. 
And he's like, uh, I don't know. And all the way through it, is he is he like a friendly dad? Is he just an angry dad? I say he's he... very angry. He flip-flops well, between very angry know, and quite nice. What, I didn't really catch what, what he was aiming for. I didn't, I didn't know where he was supposed to sit on the do we like him or not radar. But, uh, yeah. Apparently he hated doing this film. I'm not surprised. I hated watching it. So, you know, we're in it together, <laughs> Daniel. What do you think, think, viewers? Did, did you like this film? Do you hate as much as Ken? I bet there's a few out there that love it. <laughs> Let us know. It's, it's your nostalgia, though, isn't it? You know, yeah. I mean, you, you chose this for a reason. I've never seen this before. It's my first time sat at work watching this bloody shit. <laughs> I thought this would be right up your proverbial alley. <laughs> Eight, what was this? 89? No, no, no. You'd have only been 40. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching TV shows about chicks. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was well into that. I wasn't bothered with any of this nonsense. No, um, 1989, I was uh, I was watching Batman. We all watching, were. I was watching that, weren't I? I wasn't watching this shit. I was watching <laughs> something like based in reality. <laughs> Jack Nicholson dancing yeah, around. Exactly, with a really long gun in his trousers. That's what I'm watching. Dancing around to Love Shack. <laughs> Lawrence. Love Shack, baby. Exactly. I, you know, I think Daniel Stern in this, uh, or sorry, Glenn, I believe his name is, or just Dad, whichever, I don't care. I think he's, he wants the fleshlight. Excuse me? He says he wants the fleshlight, which is weird, ask, asking his son for that. What's a fleshlight? Uh, it's a like, torch you have sex with. <laughs> Isn't it? It's one of them, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's a torch that you stick your dick in. It's very erotic. It sounds erotic. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, <laughs> you get different ones. It's a whole range yeah. of. It's a whole range of them. Different dicks. No, <laughs> it's for your dick. Is it a torch where a dick pops out of? No, <laughs> you pop yours in. Bloody hell! Yeah. You turn it on and it lights up. I think so. Wow. Yeah, it's like the old 3D uh, glasses thing. You know, you put your torch behind your fingers and you can see your bones. It's one of them, but you know, the other way around. <laughs> you can see your dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other way around, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, something like that, anyway. Anyway, Dad goes to grab his flashlight because uh, Eric asked for it. And uh, when he comes back, he's trying to scare him again. Yeah, does it again. Cheeky bastard. And when they leave, the dad asks the mum if she thinks Eric heard them. And she's like, uh, of course he did. That's what scared him. You know, them arguing. Yeah, he's um, he mentions he's got a two-hour commute to work. Yeah. Where the fuck's he work? So, and what time does he start? Because the next morning, they're all, they're all still in the house. <laughs> so what time's he due to start? They're getting ready for school, and he's ready for work, but he's got a two-hour commute, which means he's still two hours away from being at work, which suggests if they're getting ready for school, what, about 8 a.m.? So he hasn't started work by 10. Doesn't seem to be late. So not you know hasn't mentioned that he's late at all. Quickly bollocks uh, Brian, of course, for uh, eating a peanut butter and onion sandwich. Rightly so. S- says he left the TV on or some shit. Which I don't know. I don't even know what happened. I don't know. He just had to go in for something anyway. Grounded with no allowance for TV and peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, he goes to a cupboard 
Daniel Sturr for no reason whatsoever. I don't know. He's, he says he's on his way to work and then stops to open a cupboard full of plates like he just quickly needs a plate before he leaves. But uh, some ice cream falls out. It's the deck. Splatters all over him. He's furious. Blames Brian. The thing is, Brian tried to lie about the TV and the peanut butter and onion sandwich, which they all knew it was him because he's the only one that eats that shit. Yeah. So that when it comes to the ice cream and he lies and he says it isn't him, of course they're just not going to believe him. No, of course. So grounds him for another year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, he's way over the top with his uh, punishments. Yeah. He says, you're old enough to know the difference between right and wrong. Why don't you start acting it? What, <laughs> what does that mean? Is it? That's not even a real sentence. Start acting it what? Start acting like you know the difference, you oh, piece right. of shit. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Jesus. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that? What's this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Brian tells his mom he hates it here and doesn't want to go to school. The mom recommends making friends with the realtor's son, who seems a really nice kid to the mom. His name is Ronnie Coleman, and Brian hates his little fat guts. <laughs> At which point, actually, Dad does now say that he's 15 minutes late. Yeah. So, you know, he's still still two, two, hours, hours, and 15 minutes. two hours and 15 minutes uh, <laughs> out of work now. <laughs> And uh, to speed himself up, runs over uh, uh, Eric's bike or something, or Brian's bike. Runs over Brian's a bike. bike. Yeah, runs over yeah. Brian's bike just to uh, ease the tension. Gets out bollocks Brian for us. <laughs> <laughs> Grounds him for two weeks, no TV for three, and no allowance until the car is paid up because he yeah. scratches the car with it. This is it like about four years now? He's not allowed out of the house. I like when they talk about um, seeing Ronnie Coleman. And Brian says to the mom, well, the mom says, well, he seems nice to me. And Brian says, you can invite him over for milk and dead flies. Oh. To which the mom says, I would, but your father ate them all. And in which case, uh, he grounds his wife for three months. <laughs> no allowance. No TV. <laughs> He's now no two hours, light. two hours and 22 minutes late for work. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling, Ken, that you'd prefer to go and like follow the dad now for the rest of the film? <laughs> I just want to know what he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just interested, you know. And that's a long journey. Is that like two hours each way, is it? Then? So that's like a four-hour commute per day to get home yeah. again as Work well. Work for eight hours. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, okay, that's like a 12-hour shift in that case, which is, is manageable. Done it all, you know. But four hours of it is driving. No chance. What does he do that he can't get a job nearby? Why have they fucking moved anyway? I was going to say, they'd moved to Boston. And what, is he just commuting back to where he worked before? <laughs> Why didn't they just not move? <laughs> not too easy for you. For God's sake, Dad. It makes no sense. You can't just keep grounding your kids and you can't make any sensible decisions for yourself. Cut to Eric. He's telling a young Kenby Wild about the monster under his bed. <laughs> it is me, isn't it? Yeah. They get on the bus for school. They both say, hi, Kirsten. We see a little girl with a multicoloured hat on. Yeah. On she's, sideways. She's the girl everybody likes, of course. Oh, she's pretty cool. Oh, yes, you're pretty cool. She's our number one customer. <laughs> Brian gets on the bus and blames Eric for the bike being moved and throws his lunch out the window. Yeah, bit harsh. He also blames the ice cream on him, even though Eric swears he didn't do it either. Cut to 
buzz from Home Alone. Yeah, he gets he on the bus. He asks Eric. No, sorry, he asks, he asks who Eric is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he says who's Eric, doesn't he? Yeah. Sorry, I just couldn't, couldn't just understand why I'm writing. Because he's thrown his lunch at him. Because it's his name's on his lunch. She used to have that. Did your mum used to write your name on your lunch? Did she care? I bet she did. She wrote someone else's name. Oh, great. I used to wrap, wrap my sandwiches in a, a map and then move house. <laughs> great days. <laughs> yeah, Brian asks him, why don't you pick on someone your own size? Like Bigfoot chimes in little Kenneth. Yeah, nice one. Very good. The driver yeah. slams the brakes and Ronnie falls over and everyone laughs at him. Little uh, note I've made, he's wearing a jacket with his own name on the back of it. Yeah. And also, we, we say this time and time again, but he's he is not going to be a bully if he was in the UK as a as a child. This kid, I don't know, I don't know. It was, di- it was different times back then. Different times. I got bullied by a fat kid. You did, yeah. What did you do? Did you just beat the shit out of him because you were six foot six? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was forty-three years old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I'm not having that. He's only like ten. Used to steal your map fucking wrapped sandwiches. Yeah, he did, yeah. He used to like cross out some of the road names. Never got home. What was on the what was on the, the sandwiches? Lager? Yeah, and peanuts. Lager Just dry peanuts. dry roasted peanuts in a sandwich, yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Mmm, yum yum. Later at school, Ronnie confronts Brian and they get into a little fight in the corridor. Out comes the oddest looking principal I've ever... He looks like a principal from like a fucking... Um, what's it called? Toxic Avenger, who makes them? Oh, the trauma film. Trauma. He looks like a principal out of a trauma film or something. He is a, an odd looking man. And he's, how's yeah. his glasses staying on? Yeah, put that as... Anyone ever worn their glasses in the same way this principal does? That low down the end of their nose, right on the end, isn't it? Balancing. I think they do actually fall off as well at some point. Ronnie blames Brian for starting it, and the principal believes him. No questions asked. No, no questions asked, and no one really cares. So he's just like, "Well, don't do it again." I think he's just because he's new. Must be a troublemaker. Takes him straight to the office. Yeah. Kirsten, meanwhile, she heads into the supply cupboard. She's she's got a key for it for some reason. Uh, I think it's to show she's a trusted child, so she's got a key what to happens? this. Do you get I, the key? I, I think so. Yeah, if you're trusted, it's like in prison, isn't it? Where you're allowed to work in the library and shit. Yeah. Yeah, similar thing. Yeah, School. where all the acids are and stuff. It just goes in yeah, that cupboard. I tell you, it, it's a weird old cupboard that's got pretty much everything you could ever want in there. It's not overly specific, is it? To school, that cupboard. No, got lots of light bulbs for later. Yeah, they wouldn't have them in a different cupboard. No, no, they'd just be in this cupboard here. Anyway, yeah, off she goes. She's a she photographs plants. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, Brian turns up while she's in the cupboard and marvels at all the light bulbs. There's enough power here to light up Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I don't know if it does, to be honest. <laughs> uh, she it's says not power to... is it? Light bulbs themselves are not power. You need power to like generate light. Yeah, well, that's why he's a shit fucking student. Yeah. You got enough Even light bulbs. You got enough light bulbs to light up the Yankee Stadium. Not enough power. Doesn't know his ass from his dick. This kid. That's the problem with Brian. Yeah, that's why he's got the flashlight. His dad keeps nicking his commute. Already out on parole, says uh, Kirsten. Told you it was like prison. 
And he says, so what's up, Mr. Vo? And her line is, you really want to know, or are you just asking? <laughs> what does that mean? I think it's the same They're thing, both. isn't it? He yeah. just says both. <laughs> Which is a fair response, especially yeah. if you don't understand the question. <laughs> uh, she tests her Polaroid camera to see if it works, and Brian takes it from her and starts snapping selfies of himself. Do you know how long they took to actually develop those things? No. Fucking ages. They're the ones that you have to like shake. Yeah, you just have to wait for the uh, for it all to come out. It's not it's not instant at all. That's what they gave us, but they weren't. Is that you had one of these? Uh, only for uh, pornographic pictures. Yeah, brilliant. It's the only reason right. any bloke had them was to take pictures of the girlfriend. You know, in the old uh, in the nude. Okay, no questions asked. No further questions. You're on it. Yeah, good. Thank you. Moving on. Is this how everyone dressed in in this time? All multicolored hats and trouser suspenders. Uh, only, only if they were kooky and mm. s- yeah, slightly interesting. Other than that, no, everyone dressed the same. Turns out Kirsten is a little scientist as she's studying the effects of artificial light on the blooming patterns of nighttime cactus. Yeah, she's also thirty-three and a doctor. <laughs> She's documenting the results using Polaroids, and Brian comes up with the idea to flip the pictures through his hand and make the pictures into a little movie. <laughs> yeah, so you can see we've got the brains in this pair. <laughs> <laughs> Although, in fairness, she never thought of it. Probably she didn't. She likes it. Idea. She takes the idea on board, though, and he has to join her for the science project, and she tells him to go piss up a rope. Yeah, she goes, no, I'll steal your idea, but I'm not giving you any of the credit. Yeah, which is how the real world works, Brian, says, so you just got a lesson. Yeah, on. and he said, fair enough, thanks very much. <laughs> uh, he tells her to think about it and fucks off home. <laughs> he does, yeah, in a kind of like, sort of like dream state, isn't he, where he's in love with her. Oh, dream weaver. Well, that could have been plain. That night, Brian sleeps in Eric's room for a bet. I think he... Eric's like, I bet you the fleshlight for half an hour that you won't stay in the my room. <laughs> Washed it out and everything. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you don't let it accumulate. <laughs> oh uh, dear. You gotta have e- easy easy rinse. You gotta have that function. The easy rinse function. Yeah, yeah, it's got it. How'd you empty one of the... Oh, actually, I don't want to I'm sure it, I'm sure you must just be pouring it out like that. Oh, God. <laughs> I've not thought about it too often, but when I did think about it, I thought, oh, that's what about using it a second time? Like pouring wallpaper paste into your trough <laughs> when you're <laughs> decorating. Yeah, it's just like that. Great. Yeah. Careful not anyway. to spill any down the edges. <sighs> Is there anything more depressing than walking into a room and seeing someone emptying out their flashlight? I've seen somebody fill it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> walking. Well, you know, you know, you can get those like little port- porter pussies. What? Yeah. Portable pussy things. What are you talking about? You mean it's a cat? like? No, it's like the uh, just the the very sexual midsection of a female. You can get one of them just on its own. Very sexual midsection. Yeah, I didn't say midsection, otherwise you'd assume I meant the waist. Did you say midsection? What did you say? I did, yeah. 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 So you can get you can get um just like a 
mannequin, but just from the uh, belly button downwards, and it stops just after the uh, the ass. Have you seen uh, Dave, the TV show on Disney, Disney Plus? No. He he has a uh, one of those sex dolls from the waist down, but it goes all the way down to the feet, and it's just got these like jelly legs. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, Eric and little Kenneth, they go to sleep in Brian's <laughs> anyway, room. Kids' film. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like someone's like, "Oh, you like little monsters? Have a listen to this podcast on it." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, finally, they've done another kids' film. <laughs> Yeah, Eric and little Kenneth, they're asleep in Brian's room. Brian's in Eric's room. He's he's making good on the bet. The dad asks Brian to get him an autograph from the monster if he sees him and starts tickling him. First time he's nice in the whole movie. Yeah, don't do it very often. Eric and little Kenneth, they're telling each other a scary story about, I don't know, some thumping on the floor or some shit with their, like something with their arms and legs crawling along the floor. Brian hears this and goes out this and scares them. It's a doll again, isn't it? <laughs> Brian hears this and goes out and scares them by knocking on the door. And when he comes back, he finds his, the Eric's room is in complete shambles. Also, the original Fly movie is on the TV in the closet. Yeah, you're watching the Fly, yeah. Yeah. And he sees the TV remote supernaturally slide and disappear under the bed. <laughs> well, there's only one way to sort this out. That's set an elaborate trap in a montage. We actually, uh, the next morning, Eric and his his friend, little Kenneth, he's called Todd. They find Brian on the living room couch, and they joke about Brian being a giant chicken. <laughs> well, actually, hang on, because when he set up the elaborate trap, he eats and he, we go downstairs, and he's eating and drinking his dinner, aren't they? Yeah, they're having their dinner. And he's yeah. eating, he's eating like really quickly because he wants to get back upstairs to catch a monster. Um, but he does the eat and drink at the same time. Oh yeah, one of our favourites. Yeah, he's bloody doing it. He's eating yeah. his dinner really quick and then washing it down whilst he's still eating it. It's disgusting, horrible. Yeah. yeah. Stop doing it, everybody. Stop it. And then, all these... and then he's just like, well, yeah. I wonder if he's ill. He's in bed, in bed at nine fifteen. Yeah. It's like it's a school night. How fucking old is he supposed to be? Why would that be a surprise? Mm. Quarter past nine, he's gone to bed. Of course he has. What time are you in bed on a school night? Bloody six o'clock. <laughs> Bang on six six pm every night. Yeah, as soon as it went dark, that was it. Straight to bed. Sundown, bedtime. I tell you, with all these uh, traps set up, I hope the, the dad doesn't invite his mate Joe Pesci round. <laughs> See? It's the Colkin reference. It's there. <laughs> yeah. He's um. He uses Doritos, doesn't he, as a bait? Yeah, I like how the mum comes in and gives him the flashlight, saying Eric wanted him to have it. <laughs> Just need to rinse it, and it'll be fine. Yeah, or don't. Yeah. If you, I mean, your brothers. It's you know. brotherly love. That's what it says written on it. <laughs> oh God, he does. He uses cheese Doritos, almost yeah. like you know, like ET with his. Uh, what did they use in that Reese's Pieces or something? Yeah, like Mac and Me, where it's like just pieces of shit. Yeah, or was it M&M's for E.T. and Reese's Pieces for Mac and Me? I don't know. I think it was, yeah, something like that. Anyway, Some who cares? Shit. They're all the same, aren't they? Uh, Brian actually succeeds in trapping the monster. Yeah, well, he should, because he sets up some sort of like A-team grade trap, doesn't he? 
It is. It's probably better it's like, than the A-Team. Remember when the A-Team made like a like a projectile out of a bed? No. They were in a they're in a cell in one of the episodes. Yeah. And out of like a cell bed and mattress, they made a projectile thing, like a fucking catapult. Really? Yeah, that made something blow up when they hit I remember, it. I remember they made a uh, a gun that shot cabbages. <laughs> they made a, a cabbage cannon. Nice. Yeah, they can make anything, those guys. Do you remember MacGyver got his ideas? Yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, go on. No, I was just going to say, yeah, so he, they, he makes all this, this A-team, which, to be honest, considering he's like just dicking around at school, he'd be a fucking good engineer if he put his mind to it. Mm. Never mind just shaking some photographs around and pretending he's doing science. He's actually not bad at this shit. Uh, but, of course, the trap uh, fails instantly. It, well, he, he kind of wrestles him to the ground, and then the dad comes in. And the monster's disappeared, just leaving yeah. clothes behind. He does. And the dad sees the mess and bollocks him. Yeah, grounds him for four years. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. And beats him. Beats him with a bamboo reed. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Once the lights go out, the monster starts growing again. And we find out that he's a sort of ugly blue fuck called Maurice. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've I've written down what he does uh, bollock him for. He bollocks him for the clothes, and then tells him he's got to tidy that up. Then he's going to tidy the garage, and then he's going to go and cut the law. <laughs> <laughs> All that just for having some fucking clothes on your bedroom floor. <laughs> he's a total bastard, this dad. <laughs> no wonder he's getting divorced. Well, well, not yet. He's not. But no one, no wonder he's uh, not just fucking off for twelve hours a day to do nothing. <laughs> Pretend he still works at the defence uh, place. <laughs> yeah, just go sit in the park. Yeah, eating his little sandwiches. Yeah, so I put that Maurice looks like a cross between Sloth from the Goonies and Beetlejuice with ADHD. Uh, yeah, kind of. What are your thoughts on Maurice? I don't like him. Uh, he's a blue-faced fuck, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, irritating as hell. Um he catches him under his trash can, which is, you know, a bit shit. A bit shit from, from the monster's point of view. Easily caught. Then he throws a ball at Brian and it opens the blind. And he shits himself. He starts growing horns. Wants to get back under the bed, but Brian won't let him. Then he realises that the sunlight is killing him. There's a, there's a scene just before that, actually, where he pops his eyes out. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. And, pretty good effect. And so, yeah, and says, keep your eye out for monsters. I thought that was a little bit strong for a children's film. Yeah, it was a good good little effect, that. Yeah, I mean, there's more of that later on as well. I mean, they got away with it with Pee Wee Herman, didn't they, with Large Marge? Seriously, like, uh, around this time, like the, the kids' films, when they had horror elements, were actually scary. Yeah, I just thought, thought it was quite good, that little bit. Just with yeah. his eyes out on the stalks. But he's very annoying. And uh, right, he, he figures it out. He figures out that, oh, the sunlight... First it disfigures you, then it kills you. To which the Maurice says, please, please save me. And he says, no, you wrecked my bike. <laughs> it's a harsh lesson. A harsh lesson there. Learned it child. from his dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to watch this monster die slowly in front of him and in pain. That'll teach him. Anyway, he does. He saves him. He saves him in the end. And then they become the best friends ever. And uh, it just gets more annoying from there. Uh, yeah, he springs back up wearing tiny sunglasses, saying I'll catch him later and disappears. Yeah, off he goes. 
because he's uh, he was joking or something. He slides the clothes under the bed, doesn't he, when he thinks the monster's dead and we get sad music. But Maurice springs up wearing these shit little glasses and he's like, catch you later. Yeah. Do you know what he's got on his wall? Is this in Brian's, or is it this Eric's room? Well, it's Eric's room now, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. What would Eric have yeah. on his wall? Um, Victoria Silvestad poster? Close. It's a poster. Is it a poster of music? No. A film? It's a poster of the classic Corey Haim and Corey Feldman film, License, License to, Drive. to Drive. Yes, there I remember. Is. Yeah. Yeah, great. What a great throwback there. All, all child actors there supporting each other. Yeah, they, they were the child actors of the 80s, weren't they, them two? Yeah, yeah, that was it. The two Corys. I think, I think, I think the Savage was more the cutesy, wasn't he? Yeah, Haim and Feldman were the sort of more adult child films, wasn't it? Like teenage yeah. films. Yeah, I think I think you'd go you'd go Haim if you wanted somebody maybe with a, a little bit of street smarts and you'd go Feldman if you wanted uh, just like a bit of a fucking Lunatic. off the rails off the rails buddy. Yeah. Then you go yeah. Savage for this sort of shit. If you needed Sa- a kid Savage that... you'd go Savage you'd go like homely little kid, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Top top notch. Top notch work. They've got them all covered. Between Culkin, the three of them, Culkin did every, all of that all in one. Culkin's Culkin's played a murderer. Yeah, good son. As a kid, yeah. Corey Haim been, uh, been murdered by bees. <laughs> I don't know if it was called murder, if it's uh, just by a bee. Murder, they were on trial. Oh, the second half of that <laughs> film's the trial. All <laughs> oh, right, I've not seen the second half until I was too upset. Tom Cruise is is the lawyer and Jack Nicholson's one of the bees. <laughs> oh, fair enough then, yeah. Uh, anyway, the next night, Brian, he discovers that he and Maurice share the same interests <laughs> and becomes his best friend. Um, I've got the line written down. He says, uh, like when he says, like, oh yeah, come down under the bed and we'll go like into our little magical world. He says it's one hundred percent unadulterated. Where's the beef? Anarchy. Oh, that's my favourite kind of anarchy, <laughs> isn't it? Though. Yeah. I don't know what it would entail. Would it just entail searching for missing beef? I think so. Is that why you've got that "Where's the Beef" T-shirt on? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's anarchy out there. I'm telling you, looking for these products. And why are you drinking from that flashlight instead of a, a normal glass? <laughs> and you rinsed it, it out beforehand. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're all friends here. <laughs> Maurice eats Brian's uh, bogeys. Yeah, I don't like that. And he says, "I thought it was something nice, but it's not." Yeah, good that's, joke, but horrible setup. Yeah, that's one of the many, many, many jokes that he says throughout the film. 100 miles an hour with no breath in between so you can't really understand anything he's saying it's um we go we go under the bed now into the monster's world and uh, he's like wow and it looks shit yeah it's, it's, it's really like badly done i've put it looks like the local garbage dump loads of pallets staircases red lights everywhere kids yeah. in shit halloween costumes yeah kind of like you know um in uh it's like in labyrinths when they're in the junkyard yeah. Looks a bit like that. But Charlie shitter. Bear. Yeah, a bit shitter than that. Even though that was full of junk, this still looked worse than that. 
Looks really fun, especially the arcade where you've got to fart on the door to get in. Well, yeah, I guess that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We get to meet other monsters. They're all shit. And it's like loads of ladders everywhere, isn't there, leading to bedrooms. It turns out that what's going on here is... Uh, I mean, that would be fun if you were Jimmy Savile, I guess. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, we're not having that. Poor man's dead. <laughs> Ken subverted the joke there, people. Don't don't email him with complaints. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I was going to say it's a precursor of Monsters Inc., isn't it? It is, yeah. It's exactly the same idea where all these monsters live together in this world, and they have access to the bedrooms, and they have to go and do their little tasks. Yeah. However, in Monsters, Inc., it's to generate screams and scares. This is just to be a bit of a dick. Mm. Which I don't know if they judged on this or what. I don't I don't get it. But anyway. I mean, he gets he gets handed like a file, like, you know, you've got to scare this kid here and this kid there and, you know, whatever. I yeah, mean, imagine yeah, this place, though, Ken. You can eat all the junk food you want. Any video game you want, you can play. No adults. Yes. Yeah. All the TV you could possibly watch. All you've got to do is live in a fucking shit heap for the rest of your life. It does sound like fun, I suppose, doesn't it? Well, we get a montage of just the just the trouble that you were talking about. What kind of stuff they're up to? You got peanut butter on the phone, classic. Yeah, that's horrible. Chocolate like, sauce uh, all over the kitchen. Yeah, footprints and handprints everywhere, all over the walls and the floor. Skates on the stairs. Yeah, which could be cause of death of course yes it's a bit of a very 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 harsh uh, prank that one isn't it killing the fucking parents yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. they cling, cling film the toilets they they smash things to pieces as well criminal damage throw that in for the kids yeah yep. you can have kids whisked off to bloody juvie for this yeah just wake up and some some bastard some blue bastard's been in your house and smashed all this shit up and you get sent off to Borstal. Yeah, Maurice uh, finishes a jigsaw in one of the kids' room that axes the mum to death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah quite right. <laughs> he also puts cat food in Ronnie's sandwich, the bully Ronnie. They, they do, yes. Yeah, they go, uh, is it not Rodney? Ronnie. Is it Ronnie? Why you plunker. Rodney? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I've written Rodney. Nicholas Lindhurst as the bully. <laughs> As uh, Glenn's, as uh, Glenn, the dad, Nicholas yeah. Lindnerkers play him. Yeah, he puts cat food in his sandwich and also replaces Ronnie's apple juice with piss. Yeah, that's nice hilarious. Touch. When I was at school, um, we, we had a uh, we had a, a thing for home economics, which is basically just cooking shit. Yeah, and uh, we had a breakfast, and I didn't know what to make for breakfast, so I just did a fruit salad because it was literally just cutting fruit up. And nice. in, in my apple juice container, I'd actually just get taken a beer. Because <laughs> it looked the same. And I went in, and I, in my home economics class, I had a beer in front of everybody. And nobody noticed. How old were you? Uh, probably about 15, I think. 15, 16. Bloody hell. Yeah. You tear away. Drinking a beer in class and getting away with it. Did you not tell anyone, even your mates? I told me mates. Yeah, they they were they didn't believe me. 
So I gave him a little old whiff, a little whiff of the uh, the beer, and then I then I downed it. I did it again as well once. We did, I did a stage show where I was play. I played Eddie Hitler in uh, the adaptation of Bottom, and uh, is that bit where he pulls a beer out of his coat and then drinks it. Well, because we were on stage, uh, I actually just took a real beer out there and just drank that on stage, downed it in front of uh, the audience. It was great. There's me, drinking beer at school. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. Wouldn't catch me being bullied by Ronnie. Not at this time. Tables have turned, Ronnie. Cut to the next day, Brian. He's got sunglasses on. He's feeling the effects of being up all night, ruining kids' lives. We also get, is this where we get the uh, montage of all the kids getting bollocked by parents? Uh, yes. Yeah, they're yeah. all very... Um, yeah, apparently he's got, to, he's got to be home before sunup. Otherwise, he gets trapped down there. Okay, that, that's a rule. So they fucked him off back up there. Then we got a montage of all the kids being bollocked, sent off to uh, army camp. Uh, one of them just gets like beaten into a coma by a stepdad. Um, one of the uh, the moms slips on that gate. She's dead. Next snaps at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, the kids laughing. Uh, you know, it's a great montage of the uh, fallout of all of these hilarious pranks. <laughs> yeah, but poor old Brian's tired. So, you know, tired. we'll focus on him, yeah. Sunglasses on, and this is where we get to see Ronnie again. You, you, besides having that fight, because you know someone threw their fucking lunch out the window, hit him in the face. He hasn't really done much to uh, to Brian, but no, nevertheless, or, or to uh, like it appears to any other kids. No, he's just sitting with. He's, he's just, gone to just eat go, his lunch. He just goes he? sits sits down and gets his lunch out. Yeah, eats the 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 um, sandwich. Yeah, throws that's that um, I think uh, I think what's her name, Kirsten. Yeah, Kirsten comes over, and says, "Hey, you look like a fucking idiot in your sunglasses." And he goes, "Yeah, well, watch this." And then uh, they watch Ronnie eat his cat food. Thinks, "Oh, what is this?" Oh, uh, thinks it's tuna. It's cat food. Not happy. Quickly gets his drink, gulps that down. Shouts, "Who's pissed in my drink?" turns around and spits his drink and his food, you know, even though they shouldn't be doing that at the same time, it is disgusting, uh, spits that all over the uh, principal's penis, <laughs> who just happens to be walking past. Yeah. Not, he's not got it out. <laughs> no. He's just, he's just that, that height, isn't he? Yeah. Just that height. It's the, uh, the very sexual midsection <laughs> of the and principal. Brian sort of like fist pumps the air. When that happens, and people are high fiving each other, yeah, well, even though no one else will have shouts, any idea. Somebody actually shouts, "Ronnie's just spit piss on the principal," which is true. It happened, but somebody shouts it in case there's other people who hadn't seen it. Yeah, and he goes, "Yeah, all right," like a great big victory. Even though he's pretty much done far worse now than Ronnie had ever done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is way way above and beyond. This this is again. This is like uh, Karate piss. Kid. Karate Kid era, this is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because he was leave a alone, dick. leave it alone, and you'll fucking be fine. But no, yeah, you've got to go back and antagonise him again and again. Yeah, because I think the Karate Kid, didn't we say the Karate Kid was a bit of a dick? Yeah. We yeah. did, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all he's got to do is just get on with his own life. No one gives a shit that he's even there. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But still, there we go. Uh, but this is like, we get more of Maurice and Brian up to hijinks. Yeah, he's uh, straight down there the next night, isn't he? No messing about Brian, straight down under the bed. Yeah. Maurice, Maurice pulls Brian's pants down 
And uh, one of the other monsters says, nice ass. Yeah, that's weird, Brian, isn't it? Brian's embarrassed by that instead of feeling quite happy about it. But uh, I think that monster makes Maurice do it. She's got some sort of supernatural abilities, maybe even telekinesis. Oh, my God. Maybe so, but uh, why she wants to see a fucking like, 11-year-old's ass, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, she does, and uh, she, she likes what she sees. To continue the why are young people doing all this, they uh, they decide to go to Kirsten's room just to have a perv on her while she's asleep. That's, that's true. I was like, why have they gone here then? <laughs> I thought, how old are these fucking kids <laughs> this is happening to them? Maurice is like, do you like this girl? And Brian's like, yeah. And Maurice is like, well, let's ruin her life then. Brian gives us another uh, karate kid bit where, you know, he goes off saying, how, oh, I think she's cute. Well, you know. I uh, wouldn't say that she... And all this, you just think, fucking hell, not another one. <laughs> just total nonsense mon- mon- monologue about this girl. You just think, she's fucking 11 years old. Mm. You're talking about... At least Ali, whatever her name was. What was her Ali name? G. <laughs> at least he was a middle-aged man <laughs> pretending <laughs> to be an Asian. So, you know, <laughs> you got to draw the line, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, che- cheers for that, dummy. Yeah, it was, it was Ali G, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always here to help, Ken. <laughs> Thank goodness you didn't give me a wrong name and make me sound ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice eats Kirsten's papers using like he's got like his do- his hand turns into like a dog head. Yeah, it's a he science says, project. He says I'm, I'm man's best friend, and his right hand is a dog. Yeah, he says a man's best friend is his right hand. Is what he says. Yeah, which I think is a masturbation joke. Yeah. Unless that's just me. No, I'm no. Sure that, I'm pretty You're sure not that. the only one whose right hand's their best friend, Ken. I'm sure of it. <laughs> that's all right, then. To be honest, it's more left hand now, because uh, you, know, you can scroll through the porn on your phone, oh, then, can't you, the right for hand. Your, for your beer. <laughs> <laughs> multitasking three things. That's outrageous. Well, you expected fucking what's his name from Total Recall to multitask? He's <laughs> fucking animal. Got, got three options in front of me, though, honey. <laughs> I ain't got. I can't use my face for one of those things. That's just that's incredibly talented, to be honest. <laughs> Depends which one, Manson. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, uh, the second night, anyway. I've noticed that Maurice is wearing the full skeleton earring from your mate from uh, Demon Wind. He was oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a smaller one, though. It's not life size like his was. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, meanwhile, Eric, he goes to Brian's room over here as his parents arguing. Gets upset when he sees Brian's gone. I think uh, what they're arguing, uh, arguing about the fact that uh, Daniel Stern hasn't got a dick. Yes, that is I true. Think is what, I think that's what they say. Something about him not having a penis. Um, no. And uh, that's what they're arguing about, which is obviously upsetting for a small child to hear that about their dad. Yeah, because will I grow up and lose my penis as well? Yes. Is what Eric's thinking. Yes, little Most Eric, likely. will. Over there is his parents arguing, as I say. He sees Brian's not in his bed. And this is where we meet Snick. Yeah, what a fucking shit-looking thing he is. <laughs> Do you know who this is that plays him? No. You know the um, neighbour from The Burbs? No, what? You know The Burbs with Tom Hanks? Yeah. You know sort of his mate, the neighbour, that comes in and eats all his food and shit? 
Oh, yeah. For him. Is it? Yeah. Oh, he's been in someone else, so he said he was dressed exactly the same as he was in The Burbs. Yeah, he was in Groundhog Day. That's him. So what's all right? So he's not in this. He's dressed differently in this. Yeah, quite a well, bit, sort of. <laughs> quite differently. <laughs> yeah, there's some telltale signs that he's dressed differently. He's like some massive troll-looking fuck. Yeah, I don't really get what's going on with him. Rips some little monster's head off for some reason. Well, that's it. He shouts that boy always gets what he wants. Yeah. Now. I don't know what the fuck boy is in this. I don't understand because we've never spoken about boy. Yeah. Um, I didn't know he meant specific somebody was called boy. I thought he just referring to whoever he's like the bedroom he was like attached to. Yeah. I thought that's what he meant. Some boy in the real world that he always gets after. what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I so I didn't know. I don't see kids' films, so I don't really think that much about it. I couldn't care less. But I just thought I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And moved on to the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting there watching this and just saying out loud, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, just to the screen. Work looking over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very uh, unusual scenes. Well, anyway, what's next? Monster Ball. Oh, hang on. <laughs> hey! Yay, Monster Ball! Oh. <laughs> Fuck it, that was seamless work. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. So what the fuck is it? I think it's just baseball, but you just like get to <laughs> You just get to break shit. You just like try and hit stuff. Yeah, it's all from kids' houses that they bring down. Yeah, see seems to be it, yeah. So they're not only pranksters, but they're also thieves. Yeah. Thieves in the night. They pitch and then they they swing with the bat, and the idea is to break stuff that's sort of behind the pitcher. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole game. Yeah, there's a terrible montage of them playing. Yeah, it's, it's got like cool. it's like I think it's all the kid actors, all the main actors are dressed as the monsters in this bit. You can actually see Eric doesn't have a mask on or anything. He's just in yeah. I thought that. I wrote that down. I thought he's fucking one of them. What's happening there? Yeah, I think it's all just the kids get had turns to play a monster and play some baseball. Oh, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, sports fans. Brian runs off to find the ball and he stumbles across a weird part of the monster world with like doll's heads and shit and like little t- like kiddie music playing. Yeah, quite like it. The, yeah, the kiddie music is pretty creepy, wasn't it? Yeah, I quite like that whole bit actually. Uh, Snicks been there a bit more often. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, boy isn't it? I, like he scared the shit out of me when I watched this as a little kid. Who's Snick or boy? Boy, no, not Snick. Yeah. No one's scared <laughs> of Snick. He don't got a fucking neck. A big fucking klutz. It looks like a fucking ball bag with a shirt on. <laughs> we all know what that looks like, right, listeners? <laughs> please you know, do you not. Do a little, you do a little dress up. Yeah, please don't <laughs> send photos in, though. Not this time. <laughs> Especially, I'm oh, talking to you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get you to check the inbox. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> we were. Snick spots him and goes to throw him off the edge, saying no one should ever come this close to Boy's stairway. Uh, does he mean his his bum? I believe he does. Yeah. Yeah, I thought <laughs> he, little, he meant... little boy's buttocks. <laughs> no one gets this close to little boy's buttocks. <laughs> Quite right. It's Maurice, good to have a warning. <laughs> yeah, in this sense, it's a six foot troll who looks like a <laughs> ball sack with a fucking overbite. 
Well, that'll do, yeah. <laughs> Maurice talks Nick out of it, saying Brian's Maurice's responsibility. Um, we get a brief shot of Boy from a distance in the shadows. Oh, I didn't see him. Uh, exactly. All right. Well, he's very good then. Very good. Very effective. The next day we see Kirsten. She gets um, she gets goes to get a presentation out for a report, and she finds that it's been ripped to bits. Yeah, I'm not sure why you wouldn't check that before you left school for the day. I suppose. I mean, I would have. I don't know about you, Ken. Or you're too busy packing beer into your apple juice. <laughs> too busy sneaking contraband in like a legend. You've said time and time again, you hope your mum doesn't listen to this. Is she aware no, of that story? Ago. No, it was years ago. She's still not aware of the story, though? No, she don't care. <laughs> but if you do care... <laughs> <laughs> Mother Wild, please, please email us in. We'll read it out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay, fair enough. I well, guess we'll see. I'll be grounded for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Mow the lawn, no TV. <laughs> Play Havoc with the fucking reviews. <laughs> yes, you join us this. Unfortunately, Ken's still grounded this week, so I'm just doing it strictly <laughs> solo. Allowed. He hasn't watched this film again, but he's allowed to come on and talk about it. But only for 20 minutes. Yep, and he's got to go and wash the car. He's got to go to bed because it's half past five. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next day we see... Is it... Oh, no, the parents. This is where the parents tell the kids they're going to be breaking up. Yeah. It's a bit a bit harsh, isn't it? You know, a bit, bit emotional, but uh, it's only fair. I mean, dad, dad's not got a penis and he's overly aggressive to the kids. Uh, works like, in the like different country to where he's moved. <laughs> so you know, I guess I guess he's not the best person. The mum badmouths him with. to the kids every fucking minute she has alone with them. Yeah, and when he's alone with them, he just get the flashlight out. So it's it's probably a better. You know, it's not the best environment. So I suppose. But, you know, let's let's have a go, see how it goes without us. I mean, you don't see any time where the parents are nice to each other and, you know, so there's no like, oh, well, they, they shouldn't split up. You actually think, yeah, most likely they're just always fucking arguing. Yes, it's um, it's actually quite sad, though, because Eric, Eric just thinks it's because of him, because of him and Brian being naughty. It probably is. So he just says that we'll It definitely we'll be, is, in fact, Eric. We'll be good. We'll be better. Please don't. Please don't leave. We'll be better. It's very sad. You know, oh. imagine that. And then Brian's poor, like... Poor little Eric. Fuck this, Brian says, and just leaves. Storms yeah. out. He says, they're getting a divorce, Eric. Don't you understand, you little fuck? Yeah. Eric bursts into tears. Brian just, like, punches him. Yeah. Dad grounds them both and then leaves, failing to enforce it. Yeah. What I like about that is uh, they actually go and wake Eric up to tell him this. Oh, yeah, I like that Eric's too. Eric's asleep. They wake him up, get him out of bed, tell him that they're going to split up and then expect him to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good night. <laughs> you watch out for those monsters because I won't be here to fucking help with it this time. Yeah, so best of luck with that. Ask your, ask your mum and her new boyfriend who probably has a dick. <laughs> His name is Dick. Yeah, he's, Dick Dickerson. Dick, Dick Snick. With a ball, <laughs> ball bag and a coat. <laughs> ball bag and a trench coat and a fucking trilby. <laughs> That's him. That's a new fella. Dick, Dick Snick. <laughs> it's like Duck, Duck, Goose. 
but you go around touching dicks, and then suddenly when you get to a ball bag and a coat, you say Snick, and he runs after you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we used to play anyway. It, yeah, I remember at work yeah. <laughs> with all of our staff when we were managers. Yeah. It's our team building. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be Friday. Days. Any of our colleagues who remember us playing that game, email us in. Your fond memories. <laughs> dick, dick, snick. Dick, <laughs> Great days. <laughs> anyway, what's your next note? Because I'm skipping straight to the Brian goes along to a child's bedroom like an infant baby. Um, yeah, we do get that one. Uh, we've already had Kirsten. She's crying about her own work. Um, he's not happy about it. Uh, Brian, he's not happy. Maurice thinks it's all a bit of a laugh. He couldn't give a fuck. Maurice then says that he likes Brian and introduces him to a a, a montage to a song called Itty Bitty Little Itty Bitty Pretty One. They actually, that's, yeah, because I think the film, soundtrack to this has the weirdest yeah, this, soundtrack. This, I've written this soundtrack is fucking mental. It's all over they, the place. you got this song, which I think is from the 50s or something. <laughs> this is on now. And, uh, yeah, it's just got no real place in it at all. It's got, like, there's a few that spring to mind, but Well, we'll get for to me, the last one at the end. I was going to say, for me... Yet. We're not doing that yet. Yeah, that... Yeah, okay. We'll save that for the end, because that's yeah. just fucking insane. It's the most irrelevant addition, yeah, like, I didn't, needless. I didn't understand that at all, but well, wait till I... we get there for that. <laughs> I would love to have been there when you saw that bit. But anyway, <laughs> we cut to... yeah. The, Maurice takes Brian along with there's like several other monsters to a bedroom of a, a baby intending to scare it. And this yeah. is where the fun stops for Brian. When the fun stops, stop. Do you know when I tell my uh, my little girl, not my son, he's 17, my, my daughter. <laughs> I don't know what. I say uh, it's not fun unless everyone's having fun. Something like Great. that. I can't remember what I say to her. It's probably something better than that. <laughs> It's not fun unless it's fun. <laughs> it's not a game unless everyone's having fun. Something like that, because you know where she does stuff that says that she's only having, oh, she's only playing a game, but it's just fucking annoying. <laughs> that kind of thing. Ah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd like just like she's on her own playing a game, and you're like <laughs> bursting in, smash it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not having fun, so neither are you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just get home from work and just kick everything over. <laughs> It's <laughs> yeah. like the dad from this. Yeah, I am actually, yeah. No <laughs> dick at all. Buzz cut and no dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all got. I've got that tattooed. <laughs> that's on one of your posters on the wall. I've got buzz cut, arrow upwards, no dick, arrow downwards. <laughs> you got that embroidered <laughs> cross stitch. <laughs> Yeah. hanging up on the wall <laughs> right Sometimes next to there's no place like home or whatever the fuck you have up there's no dick at home so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah Brian finds this cruel he finds it cruel scaring a baby I think it is actually it does look a bit scary as well for the little little chap baby's crying uh, old Toby of course yeah could be Sarah could be. Whoa! Uh, Brian, he opens the bedroom door, exposing the hallway light to the baby's bedroom, and the monsters all vanish. Yeah, but wait. 
because Brian's hand also starts to vanish. Yeah, he's turning into a little monster himself, some would say. <laughs> oh, they would, wouldn't they? We cut that now. Where do we go now after this? Go to Ken's back garden. Little Ken. Oh, yeah, we do, don't we? He's up in his treehouse, sleeping. Oh, yeah. And he shines a light on Brian, and his arm shrinks away. Yeah, because he wants to know who's, who's that hanging about in his garden. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Fred Savage. Yeah. I should have known. And Brian responds to that by sawing all the legs off of the beds in the house. <laughs> and I actually thought while he was doing that, I thought, you know, like, that's going to be fucking noticed. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to get away with this one, Brian. You're not going to say somebody else has done it. You're fucking up there doing it right now. And then we go downstairs, and the mom is talking to her, her friends, saying how, you know, her husband's got no dick. And also saying that <laughs> Brian's upstairs sawing all the legs off the beds. <laughs> and she's <laughs> yeah. accepted it. Yeah, and fuck knows she's where accepted, Eric is. She's accepted that as a reaction to her and her husband splitting up. <laughs> <laughs> Our son is soaring off the legs to every bed in the house, and I guess I'll just accept that because we're getting divorced. Well, quite right too. Yeah, so I will—I don't know—he's ruining the hundreds and hundreds, possibly thousands of pounds worth of furniture. But I suppose it is my fault. It's just a phase that you go through. Yeah, I'm sure he'll just glue them all back on again when we get back together at the end of the film. That's what she says. Very aware. Start soaring off Eric's legs. That's when you got to worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't seen him for a bit. We also see Snick. He's punishing Maurice because he wasn't able to turn Brian into a monster. This is where we find out that all monsters are, were children, or maybe we found that out earlier, but this is the first time I've made note of it. We find out Maurice is like a 12-year-old or some shit. I don't know. And Maurice always blue? Little boy blue. Little and Snick... boy blue. Good song. <laughs> It sounded like Bowie then. That's his song. Oh, is that why you did it? <laughs> uh, Snick, Little Boy Blue. Little Boy Blue. <laughs> that was it, yeah. Good song. No, oh, that was it, yeah. I thought that was you, but that was a recording. No, no, no. That was. I've just got the sound clip. <laughs> I've got a sound clip. Oh, really? <laughs> There he is. <laughs> Snick punishes him by snapping both of his horns. Oh. They're just dangling off. The dad yeah, can relate. There's a, a couple of a uh, couple of uh, hunchback jokes thrown in quite speedily. Uh. Mm. Such yeah, as? Which I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. I just wrote, he said he's got a hunch. And mm. uh, Snick's not very happy because he's got a hunch. Yeah. And uh, then he says uh, something about back. Baby got says, back. Something like that, I think he says it, yeah. Snick got back and then he starts twerking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I think you say yeah, but I don't think so. No, sorry, I meant no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's just quickly to say yeah, to be honest. Otherwise yeah, that's true. That's fair spark enough. up another conversation, I couldn't be bothered. Uh Eric, he's kidnapped by Snick. Yeah, he's gone. Because he's sleeping in the living room, I think, on the sofa. Yes, and there is, yeah, because there's no legs, so no one can get under the bed. But because he's sleeping on the sofa that's raised off the floor, he fucking gets in from there, doesn't he? Yeah, sort of Freddy yeah. Krueger moment. Yes, he takes him. Brian inexplicably dives over the veranda at this point. He says, I'm going to go and get him back. And he just like runs outside and just dives over the fucking light off the oh, porch. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. I just thought, 
What? <laughs> That's my favourite bit of the film. <laughs> he just suddenly just runs off and dives off the side of the house. Wouldn't have been as amazing if he'd have mistimed that and just fucking paralysed himself. Well, it wouldn't have been that fun, no, you're right. That would have been awful. No, well, you know, just got to be careful, haven't you? Well, you have, I suppose. If, yeah, I suppose I made it sound heroic and maybe children would copy that, but you've brought you've brought the harsh realities of it right back there. <laughs> <laughs> Put a warning on it. We're all having so, fun yeah. here with flashlights and parents with no dicks, <laughs> but when it comes to health and safety... <laughs> You're right. It's what you always used to say, actually. I'm on the ball. Phrase. Yeah, you say it at work all the time. Yeah, you did. In your health and safety meetings. Yeah. Right, fair enough. Uh, right, where are we? We are one hour, 12 minutes in, and we get the title of the movie gets said. Brian, he has to go and enlist the help of Todd and Kirsten. Todd, of course, little Kenneth. Um, Kirsten's still up. Yeah, she is. Fucking time, is it? About half six, so well past your bedtime. <laughs> well, he was, because Todd, they had to wake Todd up. But, I mean, Eric, he was in bed. Everyone was in bed. Why yeah. is Kirsten still awake? What's she up the hell to out of me. in the night doing some sort of science experiment? Probably. Photographing plants in the dark. Anyway, whatever. She's still up, which I thought was a bit weird. But she thinks, yeah, I'll come and help. And you're like, really? Why? She's taking so, pictures of the plants she bought when she was out for a walk the other day. When the full yeah. when the total eclipse happened. Total eclipse of the sun. Baru, baru. Da 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 da. Life could be a dream. <laughs> and a couple of films there for you. Anyway, yeah, so they also gather loads of uh, lights and shit. Yeah, um, well, of, of course they do, but that's not before Todd, or me, uh, dons a very, very fetching red beret. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, he's gone for an attack, hasn't he? That's the classic attack mode uh, head attire. It is. And he, I like how he instantly knows the plan about like getting the, um, the the bright lights ready. We go back to the uh, the school cupboard, don't we? Mm. Which is just as well. We all referenced it earlier on, and it's just as well that they've got made friends with Kirsten because she's got the fucking key. Yeah, I like the fact that they they are able to get into school without a key, but they can't <laughs> in, in get the into the cupboard. Yeah, but they can't get into a cupboard. Without it, yeah, maybe so all the, got the, key all the for other the school, doors, it? all the other doors to the school are open, but this cupboard is so vital to the school that they keep it locked at all times. Maybe it's a skeleton key. There's no skeletons in that closet. Yep, they head down to the monster universe, start zapping various fools along the way with the little little lights turning monsters into clothes. It's um, yeah, it's, it's like kind of like if those torches were guns, this would like be a full on massacre, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. Because they're just like running through, just like firing it at like monsters. I know it's only light, but it's the same principle, isn't it? They're killing them. Mm. So it's like just going and just shooting all these monsters who are just doing fuck all except existing down there. Well, I think they, they shrink into their clothes and they grow back, don't they, when the light's fucked off? All right, then stun guns. Stun gun massacre. They get to the master staircase, which is where we meet Boy for the first time. Yeah, I like I like the fact that um, to get across there, there are three paths, uh, which is good because there's three of them. So that's perfect. It works out absolutely brilliantly. That. Mm. So uh, well done to that. That was just a stroke of genius. What did you? What are your thoughts on boy? Um, 
at first I thought it was Angus Young, to be honest. It's like like an adult person, an adult man dressed in a school uniform. Yeah, with the music playing. I mean, this he was very scary when I was a, a little kid, I remember. Yeah, he, he certainly does appear to be a freak. Yeah, he's got like a, a young person's face and hair, but you can see when it moves behind that the face is a mask that's yeah, like... Yeah, it's not real, yeah. ...tied on. Odd. Yeah, it's very unusual, but uh, they don't really go into that that often. No, he's not really... Like... After re-watching this for the first time in fucking forever... Yeah, it's surprising how little he's in this, to be honest. Yeah. Because my overriding it. memory of this is is this character, but yeah, he's only kind of in this one scene. And I uh, and I say that like that mask thing doesn't really come into it. You just see it. And yeah. if you're not looking, you won't notice it at all because you don't really draw attention to it. But I, I quite liked him. I liked him. I thought he was good. Yeah, he offers to release Eric and Brian's friends if Brian agrees to convert to being a monster. And he, you see Eric, he's on like a dartboard. Yeah, he's just, is, he, is he spinning? Is he rotating? Hey, boy. <laughs> slowly rotating. <laughs> yeah, like he's on a microwave plate. <laughs> yeah, like he's no, on a spit I meant, roast. I, I, I meant Eric on the, uh, on the thing. I don't believe so. I don't think he is either, actually, now I said it. It's not a fucking circus act, is it? <laughs> yeah, he's not. Isn't there, a, isn't there a teddy bear with a drill? Yes. Coming at him. Coming, yeah, on the on the ground, going at him. Yeah, yeah. What's that all about? I don't know, little little monster in it. Oh yeah, I suppose. He yeah, throws a dart. Really do anything though, does it? That it's totally fucking useless. That and then they just kick it away or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking useful. Thanks for coming. Yeah, and he throws the dart at um, Eric. Nearly hits him, doesn't? Shame. <laughs> and Brian refuses to convert. And then he's like, let him have it, guys. And I they think t- I've got written down here that Todd calls Boy a loaf of bread. Is Most that likely, that is a good put down for... Is that, is that an insult over over in America? Possibly. You call someone a loaf of bread? You fucking loaf of bread. <laughs> he doesn't say that due to him being a child, of course, but... Is that is that is that an insult or did I hear it wrong? I did rewind it and listen to it again, thinking did he shout him, call him a loaf of bread? Maybe. I swear he did. Enough weird loaf of bread. Hand over the kids. Anyway, it's irrelevant. So we, we don't go into it. There's no relevance to bread. We don't have to dwell on that. Yeah, it turns the light on and Snick. Well, Snick's obviously there alongside Boy, and he starts reacting to the light as does Boy. Boy grabs his own face and rips it off. Yeah, it's like demonic toys at this point because all the toys are attacking him and they're just like firing at him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, boy, I've written his face looks like one of those old toy boglins. Remember those? I do remember boglins, yeah. Yeah, he's got a face like a boglin. He does. My brother used to have one of them. They were fucking popular, them things. They fucking were, yeah. Probably why a boy's got a face like one. He's got a face like a boglin, you loaf of bread. How's that? He does, he looks exactly like that. And he's like, I thought we could be friends, Brian, or something like that. Says it in a weird Brian? Voice. Brian? Release Brian! <laughs> Release Roger! Release uh, Eric! And they get captured, basically, the three kids. They put up a good fight, but in the end, not good enough. And they're locked in the dungeon, with Maurice as well, he gets thrown in there. Yeah, it turns Maurice. out he's in there as well, isn't it? That's a bit weird. Uh, and that's the end, they all die in the dungeon. Uh, yeah. Eric, 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 he's still like on the dartboard. He, next time you see him, he's full of darts. He's he dead. Looks, 
Yeah, he's hundred years old. He looks like the one chained up in um, what's it, a Holy Grail. Clapping yes, along he's to the there. Song. Yeah, yeah. You lucky bastards. <laughs> Life of Brian, of course. Oh yeah, him as well. I'm thinking of the one that's just <laughs> clapping in the dungeon in a Holy Grail when they're singing Camelot. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. He's in both. That's he is. Eric. Of course, that's not the end. Oh no, it isn't, is it? Sorry, I, I swear I've stopped writing notes though. Oh, and me. <laughs> no, it isn't. I hope not. Um, they managed to escape by turning Maurice into a pile of clothes. Yeah, and they do that by making a light out of a pencil. Yeah, how do they know, do that? Know, know how you do that? Remember how you do that at school? No, of course you don't. Nobody does. It never happened. But they seem to know how to do it. And they well, that's why they've enough. got Kirsten with them, the scientist. Of course, yeah. What does Ken just... do? Absolutely nothing. Shits his pants. That's what Ken does. Shits his pants and fills his beret <laughs> with it. Yeah, the full beret. Fill yeah. the beret as it's known, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Maurice, anyway, he melts. He goes under the door. They push him under the door. He opens it for him, and before you know it, they're back in the bloody school cupboard. And Getting more powerful up. lights. They're, yeah, they're tooling up like the uh, commando in the surplus store scene. <laughs> they're just loading stuff up and like, everything. It looks amazing, the stuff they're doing. And they say, if, if we're going to succeed this time, we need a little fat kid that drinks his own piss. <laughs> Not his own piss, monster piss. Excuse me. Exactly. Yeah, He's got and, a taste uh, for it now. Yeah, he has. He's down there. He's looking for piss. He's looking to harvest more monster piss. Yeah. For his packed lunch. I wonder if Maurice ever told him, oh, by the way, you drank my piss, you little freak. Yeah, that was my piss. <laughs> yeah, isn't He's that like, funny? Because you're angry at Brian because he threw his fucking lunch at you from a bus window. <laughs> so, fair enough, I deserved it. That was in our um, our version of the film. Yeah, little bastards. <laughs> that was the prequel to Inglorious Bastards that we're writing. <laughs> They're all kids. Yeah. Like Muppet, kids, yeah. like Muppet babies. <laughs> They're all kids yeah. in the same crash. Little Brad Pitt, little Nazi fucks. Little, little bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they don't get on with the German kid who's just joined the school, wants to take <laughs> over the crash. Yeah, so they beat yeah. him to death with a rattle. Yeah. Look out for it. It's coming then soon. They play, then they play David Bowie's song. Anyway, they recruit Ronnie and they go back down into the monster world and go straight to Boy again. Why do they recruit Ronnie? Is it just because he's got a shitload of batteries? I think so, and he's got little tiny sunglasses. Oh yeah, perhaps that is why. And he's just smiling at the camera and you think, you little fuck. (laughs) You fat little shit. Yeah, smiling, thinking you're cool in your little shitty glasses. Because he's the one that turns the power on, isn't he? Like oh yeah, in. like like in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, that bit. Yeah, when he's putting the lights on the thing. Yeah, yeah, he is does the, that. The batteries, you know, the batteries that he's got in that little trolley that he's taking. Yeah, they're called die-hard batteries. Oh really? They are. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. No, not really. But uh, oh no, that was it. It's supposed to be interesting, isn't it? Coincidence? No. Interesting. <laughs> also, no. It would appear. And what he's done, what he's done there, Ronnie, is somehow he's generated an entire light suit. Why would they have had one of these? Have they just made that? They've made it. They're like the A-team, as you said before. Well, okay, fair enough then. So they made They made that, a light out of a then, pencil and, and whatever they else they did suit, before. A suit out of lights and then hoped that Ronnie would join them. Oh, well, whatever. Whatever, because he has. He puts it on. 
And now he looks like Dynamo from uh, uh, Running Man. He does look like Dynamo. Yeah, they turn it on and uh, Boy's standing there and he fucking blows up or something. Yeah, he just immediately melts. And in fact, do you know what? All the way through this, all we've done is like mention like other films. And this, he just melts like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah. Snick explodes. Yeah, he instantly just explodes. And then the alarm goes off. They've got three minutes before it's sunrise. They've got to get out of there. Yeah, they leave Eric because, you know, they forget that's why they're down there. Yeah, Snick starts to reform like like Terminator 2. Yeah, he's missing a like a part of his leg. That's missing. He is, yeah. yeah. And then you never guess what happens then. Maurice, Maurice turns up <laughs> with a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the first time we've covered a film where someone inexplicably turns up with a flamethrower. Yeah, but I never thought there'd be in this kid's film. But yeah, (laughs) he just turns up, he's got a fucking flamethrower, says, how about a light bud? And then just burns Snick to death. Yes. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. That is good, isn't it? Yeah, and they get a little guard of honour. All the monsters are cheering for some fucking reason. I'm not sure why. (laughs) <laughs> They're all cheering because, uh, oh, hooray, our leader's dead. Hooray! Yeah. Uh, not sure why, but hooray! Uh, and then they keep running, and they're too late. The portal's closed. They can't get back on, into his bedroom. Yeah, the sun's come up. But, as is a classic Americanism, it's that fucking big. that It comes up at different times across the states, doesn't it? It does. So they got fuck off to the next state. Until and then, like, keep trying to get up before the sun's uh, sun's come up. Yeah. yeah, they fail miserably actually for ages, don't they? Far too long. Yeah, and uh, finally get to California, and there's some guy sleeping on the beach, which looks like Amity Beach from uh, and Amity, as you know, means friendship. But uh, <laughs> he's asleep on the beach and he doesn't notice all these kids crawling out from underneath him. Yeah, should be something unusual to see, wouldn't it? If you're out walking your dog early. Yeah, well, on the night before, he saw a load of terrorists entering via the beach. <laughs> yeah, she went back to sleep. He's like, oh, I've had no. enough of this. Yeah, Chuck Norris can deal with these guys. Yeah, he's just like, I've had enough of that. I'm not doing any more. I'm going to bed. Uh, and then he says, uh, it's a heart-wrenching goodbye, isn't there? Oh, a beautiful goodbye with, with Maurice, Maurice and Brian. Yeah, Maurice says, I'm not fucking coming. I'm a bloody monster, you mad bastard. Yeah, I'll die. Instantly and- death. And he's like, yeah, I know, but still, come on. And he's like, no. They said, fair enough. And he said, but where there's a bed, there's a way. Which is what I used to say to the lady back in the day. Hmm, sounds more of a threat than anything, but he does give... <laughs> he does That's give, the way they saw it. <laughs> he does give Brian his leather vest. Yes, a beautiful faux vest. <laughs> Assless chaps. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, what does it say on the on the back of that? Something like Born to be Wild or Forever Young or very similar. Yeah. Lav Love Liff, Laugh Luff. Yeah. Luftwaffe. Is it no kind of Is it no dick with an arrow and then what was it? <laughs> what was the other one? Flat Buzzcott. top. Buzzcut, that's it. <laughs> Gives yeah, him his leather was, vest. Yeah. Says I'll meet him we'll meet again someday and Brian's like, not fucking likely. I doubt it, you blue bastard. Yeah, I've just sawn all the legs off the fucking beds, mate. You'll never see me again. <laughs> yeah, that's not fucking happening. Uh, they run to a payphone. Brian calls home. 
the the mom and dad are there and are they back together now? But this this is I mean, I'd imagine I'd imagine the sudden shock, your sons have both gone fucking missing. One of them went missing first, the other one just dived off the fucking porch. So you don't <laughs> know where either of them are. Yeah, you don't yeah. know where either of them are now. So I guess you would come together. I know he's got a two hour fucking drive to get there, so at least he cares. And they ring them up, says we're in Malibu. Yeah. And he says, what are you doing in Malibu? He says, a long story. He says, I'm not fucking bothered. You're grounded. <laughs> you're Get grounded, you stupid bastards, both of you. <laughs> Brian turns and tells Eric that they're grounded for 12 years. <laughs> grounded until we're both making our own money, which, to be honest, we are doing because this is our film. Savage boys forever. Yeah. They jump they, up, high five. Oh, I was going to say freeze frame. Yeah, they do the the rocky run through the water. <laughs> yeah, the hug. They both fall over. Uh, have to be rescued. S- swept out to sea. <laughs> <laughs> have to be rescued. Uh, Ronnie, he goes in to help him. Still hooked up to the batteries. He fries himself instantly. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> and Kirsten just takes fucking photos of him from the shore. Yeah, and there's whilst, a little flip flip thing whilst, of their death. Todd shits in his beret. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful ending. And what could make it better is the there's most irrelevant song. <laughs> the most irrelevant ending song I've ever heard in a film. Yeah, this for me is one of the most unexpected uses of music ever. I mean, I covered uh, Twilight as a written review for our website, and that has a inexplicable use of muse uh in a during a baseball scene oh yeah <laughs> all right home run but this is is much more unexpected and here it is of course it's talking heads yeah, it's the road to nowhere just playing as they all run down the beach and shit in their beret and it's like what what the fuck that's got it's like totally irrelevant to everything that's happened in this film yeah. i mean it's a it's a great song I yeah. listened to all of it. I listened to the whole thing, but I was writing me notes about all the nonsense that was happening, and then that came on. I just looked back up to think, what the fuck's happening now? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have seen your face when... Honestly. It's because it starts so slow as well, just with him singing. Yeah. Well, it's like, no. What? What? Was what? I just looked <laughs> Maurice and is like... my own fucking neck. <laughs> Maurice looking is back just at looking the screen. <laughs> just with that song playing. Hey, wouldn't it be great if they were all singing it? <laughs> just all looking to the sky, singing it. Arm in arm, walking down yeah, the beach. But they don't. It's just totally irrelevant. And it's the whole fucking song as well. Aren't you disappointed that that homeless person didn't see the kids appearing out of nowhere and uh, just pour his alcohol away? That should have oh, happened, yeah, shouldn't he? Yeah, should have done, shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, looked at it and gone, oh. Assuming he was homeless, he could have just been a fisherman out early. Yeah, sleep on the beach, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he's yeah, the shock of his life seeing a, child, a fat kid kill himself by accident. <laughs> like another another one with glasses shitting in his own hat, <laughs> and the little girl recording it all for posterity, and the other yeah, two just, just swept photos. out to sea. <laughs> the other two just suffering shark attack after shark attack <laughs> in a feeding frenzy. Yeah, yeah, maybe he would have poured his drink out. Maybe they got him bought a drink and then poured it out. Yeah, it's like a remembrance, like what gangsters straight, do. Yeah, yeah, and then throwing some shoes up on a like, electric wire or something. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Right, so Little Monsters, Ken, you've seen it finally. I, I would have sworn you'd have seen this as a kid. This you'd have been. I used to, I used to see it on the the yeah uh, the shelf, 
you know, in the in the uh, in the store, and uh, I just thought, no, it's not for me. It looks shit. Yeah, and I was right. Oh, I thought you might change your mind. <laughs> I know I've given that impression as we've gone through, uh, but no, I I just I thought Maurice was fucking annoying all the yeah. way through. Yeah, obviously, uh, Fred Savage is Fred Savage all the way through as well. He does um he does actually say that he doesn't even like Kirsten. They're just friends, which I thought was a bit weird considering the whole point seemed to be that he did like her. But that was even mentioned in the film. We wrapped that up nice and uh, nice and neatly. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just there's quite a lot not to like. Yeah, I think this. ultimately, like, there's a lot of these like that we watched as children back in the day, where they have these sort of hyperactive that are just fucking annoying now when you watch them back. Flight the Navigator's another one. I never watched that either. Never seen that. Well, we'll be covering that at some point, and oh, you're for gonna fuck's fuck, sake, you're gonna fucking hate that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you really are gonna hate that. I choose ones that you like. I can't believe this is how we're working. Oh, yeah, I loved fucking Demon Wind. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that was a you problem, man. (laughs) That's a great film. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's it's good to get some nostalgia episodes in. You know, everyone's uh, reacted well to the Karate Kid. Yeah, which is very similar in this, to be honest. It is similar. Yeah, so I thought let's uh, let's go delve back into the eighties kids' films, and for Halloween, why not Little Monsters? So there we go. I guess, I guess. Plus, you know, I know how much you like monster films. You love a creature feature. Yeah, well, it's it's not, is it? It's no good. I'll tell you a better, a better version of this. Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, that's a better version of this. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Tell you another <laughs> better version of this is Monsters Inc. Yeah, and the other one, all the other, all the Monsters Inc. films are better than this. Same mm. sort of principle, same ideas. Even when they went to university. Yeah, why not? Bit of fun, isn't it? Who was your favourite not... character? Did you have one? What in this? Yeah. Oh, Monsters Inc. <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, right, is this similar okay, as yeah. well? A little bit like, did the monsters remind you of? Is it Nightbreed? Oh yeah, I guess uh, I guess Maurice did a little bit. Maurice, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And maybe maybe Snick, Snick, yeah. Snick, Dick. Yeah, those two. When I was watching it again, it reminded me of Nightbreed. Yeah, but again, not as good as that. So it's it's kind of it's it's reminiscent of other films that are all better than it. Nightbreed has the amazing killer mask, doesn't it? Yeah, Cronenberg's in that. He's uh, he's him. Yeah, yeah, that's Cronenberg himself playing that uh, that murderer. So is spoilers is... spoilers. Is the dad your favourite? Because it's you, basically. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, that's the exact answer I was going to give you. It's, uh, it's Daniel Stern's my favourite. Defends, as he's known. Yeah, it's even got a, a touch of a, an old school Kenby Wild look about him, with the short hair and short beard and glasses. <laughs> yeah. See, again, similarities, but not as good. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, Daniel. You've done very well. <laughs> Did very well. This is very, very good. Would this film have been in, um, improved if Jean-Claude Van Damme played Eric? Uh, well, yes. But that yeah. would have been difficult, wouldn't it? Because he'd been like, older than Brian. Yeah. Supposed to be a younger brother, so it would have been difficult to get that in. If you had to forcibly insert Carl Weathers into this film, what character <laughs> would you want him to play? Maybe we should do this from now on with the films we cover. Well, if the if they're bonuses and not not do a pitch, yeah, 
Um, you have to forcibly insert Carl Weathers into into the film we're already covering. I'd have him as the principal. Ah, I thought you might have gone Kirsten. <laughs> Not forcibly inserting Carl Weathers into Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 sir. Old boy. No, Fred, no, no. Fred Savage has the hots for Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all do. It's understandable. Who, who cries when his uh, homework's ripped up. <laughs> He's absolutely enthralled when Fred Savage shows him how a flip book works. <laughs> how to flip photographs. Yeah, <laughs> can't believe it. Imagine him delivering the line of, you really want to know or you're just asking. I think he'd have a confused look on his face when he said it. Probably look at, look away and just sort of worry, worried face as if you say, what? Fred Savage look, is like... And then just look back. So what's up, Miss DeVoe? And Carl Weathers is like... You really want to know? You're just asking. Oh yes, Classic Carl Weathers lines. as Kirsten DeVoe. <laughs> the little coloured hat on sideways, little multicoloured hat. Yeah, I wouldn't know. It wouldn't be that role anyway. It'd be the principal. I told you, with the glasses on the end of his nose. Yeah, but he'd be in it more. What would he be doing? He'd fucking go with them down into the bloody monster world and shoot the fuckers. <laughs> Take he? his, yeah, he's got the, the take classic. Take his machine gun from Predator. <laughs> take them down there with him. <laughs> Fucking blowing them away. Absolutely destroying the place. That's what he's doing. Yeah, that's true. That is that would have been a better film, wouldn't it? Carl it Weathers down there. Of course just, it would have. Just on boys. his own. He said, I'll tell you what, kids, you fuck off and stay up there. I'll have this. Yeah. He just goes in and blows the fucking place to pieces. Kills everybody. He'll flamethrow Snick straight away. He ain't care. Boy's there trying to... Well, maybe if you stay down here, you can... Oh, and he just machine guns just him to grenades, death. He just throws a grenade into his <laughs> face. <laughs> just blows his head off. <laughs> Pulls the mask away, puts the grenade in and lets go yeah, so it snaps just back into his face. the mask back in, yeah. His yeah. head just explodes from the inside. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See? Carl that is a, that's a better film, isn't it? As... The principal, principal Carl Weathers, principal Carl Weathers taking it on. Yeah, that's whose house I'd have gone to. I'm fucking going to Todd's house in a little shitty beret. Literally, I'd have gone straight. I'd have gone straight to Carl Weathers' house, knocking on his door. What's he shitting in? Anything he wants. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I want to read the feedback we've had, Dom, if I may. Oh, okay. We had some feedback on our Total Recall episode, ladies and gentlemen. And obviously, as we say, we do say if uh, you like the episode, please leave us uh, a review. And uh, someone has has done exactly that. Unfortunately, I don't think they got the first bit of, if you liked the episode, leave (laughs) us a review. Because they didn't. But they left us a review anyway. And we've finally done it. We've got a one-star review. Oh, thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, it's always nice. Always nice on a uh, free-to-listen-to podcast (laughs) to give somebody a one-star for all their effort. Um, And this this has come from, let me see if we can find him, Uh, someone called David. I'm not going to tell you his whole name because, you know, you find it. It's on Apple Podcasts. Just look it up yourself. His name's David. Uh, He's from from the United States of America. Hi, David, if you are still listening. Thanks for giving us another shot. My God, David, what's what's chewing your dick? <laughs> I think's the phrase. 
What's the well, beef, David? What's the buzz? <laughs> yeah, where's the beef? It's where's the beef anarchy? He said, anyway, I'm not going to do an accent because, you know, it's disrespectful. And uh, as you'll see, <laughs> as you'll see, he's not our biggest fan as it is. So <laughs> David's called his review, totally not for me to ever recall. Oh, you see very what he's good. Done there? You see what yeah. he's done? One star out of five. And here we go. Is that I your love... review of his? No, no, no. Here we No, Dom, stop it. All right. This is the whole thing. I'm going to read it in its entirety. I love movies. I love horror, sci-fi, cult, exploitation movies. I periodically search for new shows to hear. I gave this one a listen, but could not finish the episode. They reviewed the Paul Verhoeven film, Total Recall. Love the movie. I honestly don't know if they did or not. I never made it to the end. Seems all they wanted to do was make fun of Schwarzenegger's accent and yell a lot. It was what? funny. The f- <laughs> what are you talking about? I cannot believe this. I'm out of here. <laughs> you idiot, David. Uh, it's, it was funny the first couple of times. You hate I us, guess. the podcast, the whole business. <laughs> I guess. But wow. Talk about beating an undead horse. Every time I thought they were starting to sound remotely intelligent and insightful <laughs> and start examining the movie. They'd break into yelling in an Arnold-type voice in a gross display of self-gratification. It truly got to the point of demeaning. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done with hate in my life. (laughs) There's fun criticism and reviewing, and there's just being childish and mean. Delete. The end. Some harsh words, and it's opened my eyes. Uh, to a lot of things that we do wrong, mostly being the fact that we started to sound remotely intelligent and insightful. So we'll not be fucking doing that again. So sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. David. <laughs> yeah. That's what's annoyed you. Yeah, can't figure out what you're talking about for the rest of that shit. I will. I will say in 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 our defence, we're covering films about two twin dragons with moustaches attacking lo- like you know. <laughs> the, these aren't films to be insightful over. No, but you know, maybe Total Recall was the time that we should have started. Well, we no, almost did. That's... Apparently, we were so close. That's not the podcast, is it? I, I, I'm sorry if we ever gave the opinion that we were some sort of film critics. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I, it must have been from the uh, the trailer. You know, it's it's a very intelligent trailer <laughs> that we have. <laughs> yep, and I, I just I just don't understand what we did wrong. I mean, I hardly even noticed us do Schwarzenegger accents. Do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger would be so upset to hear that two idiots from the UK have been doing impressions of his voice because no one's ever done that before and he was unaware of that? He's unaware that his voice is impersonationable. When, well, you know, is that a word? It's not. Yeah. But, you know. Do you think? Do you think he's never heard of that that sort of thing happening? I hope he's not listened to it and it's upset him. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, he's just out there being a millionaire and uh, we're here just doing this for free. So I feel sorry for him. Also, the character he's playing has that accent. So when we're taking the piss, it's usually, <laughs> if not always, we're taking the piss out of the character of Quaid. So we're obviously going to do the accent. Why wouldn't we? It'd be insane if we did an Arnie character and took the piss out of it and didn't use the accent. We also, do, I hope you don't listen to Labyrinth. David Bowie's going to be very fucking upset. <laughs> maybe we should just not do it as much. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, well, it's our maybe. fucking podcast. 
Maybe you I mean, have a podcast and don't do Arnie impressions. How about that? <laughs> and I'll go on and say there's not enough. We'll talk about the lighting and the, the undertone and the... The undertones? Yeah, good song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do that well, instead on your podcast. And on our podcast, we'll, we'll make fun of Arnie for being massive and no one talking about it. <laughs> In a gross display of self-gratification. Yeah, I mean, I've had that accused of me before anyway, so that's that true. Bother but, me. Yeah, usually in court, not over bloody like, radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> radio. We try, we try not to do that. Well, I don't know. I don't know what else to call it in this in the heat of the moment. Yeah. So apologies, apologies there, David. Uh, if you are still listening, give us another chance. Then uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, sure we can you will disappoint will you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be a third one, will there? <laughs> anyway, we're not being we're not being mean. We are being childish. I'll, I'll accept that. Uh, there's no hate. There's no hate in these reviews. Although this film is shit, and I wish I'd never seen it. You know? <laughs> so what? So what? It's all about opinions. Yeah, we loved uh, we loved Total Recall, by the way. If you knew because you didn't listen to the end, you'll never know that. But we did. <laughs> yeah, of course we did. It's Total Recall, you bloody madman. Yeah. Also, Nobody hates you know, Total Recall. Why? Why not be childish? You know, some people like listening to podcasts because they're funny and childish and silly because what why it's sometimes life's tough and you want to listen to something that's stupid and makes you laugh yeah so you know we'll we'll try again but we'll try probably not to cater just for you so yeah even though we are addressing you specifically (laughs) (laughs) yes likewise don't don't hate you either david i'm just not bothered take take it as you want your in-depth podcast with critical analysis of films such as Manos, The Hands of Fate, I'm looking forward to it, where it's all strictly <laughs> by the book and down the middle. Yeah, you and... talk about the struggles that they had in uh, the funding and the locations. That would be interesting. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. laugh along to nothing in that one. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Good luck to you as well. Make sure I give it a one-star review. <laughs> now, I do apologise, obviously, if you were looking for it and found it hateful. Um, well, that's your fucking problem. But thanks anyway for letting us know. It's really affected us well, though, you know, so thank you. <laughs> I mean, we are addressing it on the podcast, so I just thought it was it was worth it was worth mentioning, you know. It's not all it's not all you know, we're not living the dream out here. We're not living out in mansions, are we? We're not we're not out pimping our rides and welcoming you to cribs and all that shit. We're not just sitting here re- reaping in the benefits of uh, all this fandom. Uh, some people don't like us. Difficult to see why, but that's a good sign of a podcast growing, though, isn't it? That you, you do get—it's not all five-star reviews and people helping each other out. And you know, we we have—we're actually getting people listening that probably don't know what the hell it's about and aren't enjoying it, and that's fine. But this is the first one star. We thought we'd address it. Yeah, if we're not going to be doing that for it's... all of them, don't just give us loads of one-star reviews now because <laughs> Ken's decided to highlight this one. <laughs> For fuck's no, sake. He give you he give me his full name anyway. He's just called David. I could have made that up for all I know. Well, for all you know, I know I did or not. I'll well, check again. Actually, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, I just just thought we'd bring that into there. You know, it's not all it's not all fun and games in the world of the bad movie cult. Yeah. But uh, for saying that you're through with hate and then hurting us so badly, David, how do you feel about that? <laughs> How do you feel about that? You, you, you're spreading the very thing you say you're against. Why, yeah. David? Why? Why do that to us? How do you sleep at night in a bed? What? Well, if that's true, watch out because Maurice might turn up and get you. <laughs> watch out because Fred Savage will saw your fucking legs off. So just be careful, David. All right.
Yeah, I'm going to go and saw the legs off of my bed right now, actually, just in case that happens. I'm going to go to and me. saw the leg off my son. <laughs> and with that, we'll bring this episode of the podcast to a close. I think what it does is it shows that we've picked a film that uh, just sort of brings people out and I want to have a listen to it. I want to have a listen to about that film. Good choice of film, in my my opinion. <laughs> yes, Ken, thank you. Yeah, not this one. This was a shit choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. No worries. Thank you for listening to this one and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you again, Kenneth. Thank you again, Dom. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, David. See you, David. Cheers, mate. What's a flashlight? Uh, it's a like, torch you have sex with. <laughs>